Welcome to Let's Drone Out, the original and best drone theme podcast. We record the show live on the Thursday night on youtube.com forward slash Let's Drone Out and our lovely patrons help with the editing costs. These are Wacky Wes, Mikey Dread, Art Faulkner, Carlos Campos. Thank you. Let's Drone Out. Hello and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Let's Drone Out. Uh, tonight you are joined by everyone's favourite Curry Kitten. Hello. Uh, with a disclaimer. Oh, no, I haven't found oh, it. He hasn't got it ready. <laughs> it's it. your only job. Oh, there you go. It's, it's there across the screen. Don't listen any... to any of us because it might all be wrong. Especially yeah. guests. They might talk rubbish. <laughs> uh, my little Tony. Bonjour. Uh, Painter C60. Hello. Andrew slash Frank. Good evening. Alex, who does the Kiss f- uh, firmware. And I'm Bright Until I Fly. How are you doing, guys? Very good. Painless is back again, so you know that this will be somewhat of a half decent show. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> and we won't swear there's, because Agnes is here. Pressure. I tell you what, yeah. the editor must love it when I'm on because they only have about two things to bleep. I, yeah, I know. They had that as a message. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> you see, the thing yeah. is, now I know that everybody will will be hell bent on making sure that they have an awful lot more than two things. So that was my fault, and I take full responsibility <laughs> for that. Look at what Catman's put in the chat. Can someone highlight, highlight Catman FPV? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alex, you probably he was so surprised he made a typo in WTF as well. Yeah, I know. Uh, as, as you probably guessed, this is one of the worst uh, drone podcasts ever. Um, <laughs> it's the only one, and podcast. also one of the best, just from the yeah. fact that how many there are. So you know, swings both ways, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so thanks for coming on. I invited you on. I haven't, sp- I haven't spoken to you in a good while. I think it was like sometime last year, and then I, f- I've still got um, release candidate forty on on one of my quads from you, um, and like been brilliant. And I found out that you do a Patreon, and you've been working on the the firmware, and it's available there. And you've you, you flashed your little dev board if you don't mind holding it up again. <laughs> explaining it again oh yay kiss boy so, <laughs> yeah so tell us what you got there if you don't mind uh, uh well i just dropped everything together because i was tired of things you know kind of concentrated in one uh, ball of wires so there's a kiss fcf2 uh v2 uh, crossfire receivers, some run cam camera, I have no idea which one. Uh, GPS, uh, Wolf, uh, uh, PDB, 
for OSD because I use kiss messaging, so I need to see what's going on on the screen. Uh, there is a shut, very shut down beeper because beeper gives me problems uh, last uh, few hours. And yeah, that's pretty much you put AC in it and the thing can fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's so, connected so to justice. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question on behalf of people like me that may not have used KISS? I have used some KISS ESCs, but never a flight controller. So lots of people use Beta Flight. We're quite familiar with it. What is different about KISS? How does it work differently? I know people that use it really quite evangelize about it quite a lot because they really like it. So what what what's the what's the key features? If you were uh, trying to sway me. Well, I think it's all in the name, uh, keeping it super simple. So there's no fancy GUI with 100 pages uh, where, where you need to watch 10 videos to understand how the thing bloody works. Uh, it's just basically it's one page and one advanced page. And this is what you have. Super simple. There is not, uh, not that much things you can change. And uh, this is kind of controlled of what people can change, what people cannot change. Uh, same things... A lot of things made automatic, so it's behind the scene, so you don't have to bother. For example, RTH, you just you can fly with default settings. Uh, PIDs, you can just go fly with default PIDs. Flies quite quite okay, by the way. Uh, it's for people who like more fly than tinker. It's just Ooh, that's interesting yes, already. Yes. So is is RTH on Kiss actually RTH not sort of crash towards yourself at home like you didn't, does? you didn't really see that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, well, we kind of jumped to the end of his uh, history of the Kiss now. Uh, well, I will tell you the RTH. Uh, I wrote from scratch. I promised somewhere last year that I will do RTH on Kiss. So I started to do in forty I, the GPS support then. And other things, and uh, somewhere in March, I start testing RTH. I wrote it from scratch, so uh, I think it flies quite nice. Uh, the general idea for me is to try to mimic RTH like the pilot would fly. So it's very silky smooth throttle control. It's smooth turns, and well, uh, I like it. I like it. It's came out very good. Still work in progress. There are some things I still need to do. Well, currently I'm busy adding RTH on file safe because a lot of people, of course, it needs to be done. Uh, losing video, well, you can flip the switch and what will come back. I think record is now 4.3 kilometers on DJI, by the way. Uh, and, uh, well, I need to do things to uh, return the quad one uh, receiver fail saves and uh, that requires some refactoring of the main code of uh, failsafe. So it's practically done. I think this weekend I will wrap it up and ship it to the testers. Well, that's what I'm currently busy with. And what's the relationship between the, the KISS hardware and the KISS software? Uh, it is, it's one-to-one. -one, so it's one made for another. So, uh, uh, for example... Um, no, how can you do it? You can you can treat better flight like Windows or uh, well or Linux, and uh, Kiss more like Apple because we use very low level code and uh, highly optimized code that runs only on our platform. It can run on other uh, flight controllers, by the way, but uh, with adaptation. But uh, it is made 
for each other. So that's that's really a good thing. I must admit, the KISS stuff is has been the best flying flight controllers without a lot of messing about that I've ever done. I've done a couple of builds with stuff from you guys. And whereas with things like Beta Flight and iNav, the initial PIDs are okay and they get you flying, there's always a, 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 an element of iterative tuning to get it to fly how you want. Uh, with the KISS stuff, I was all really impressed. It just, I don't know what you guys do, but it just seems to fly really nicely straight away. Um, and and I, I just love that because the, that there's so much fear and uh, worry from lots of new pilots because someone was joking before about, I wish it was only 10 videos to watch because most of us have been doing it for a while. Uh, oh, it is. Um, I, well, you, you, you talked about you, only, you need to watch 10 videos to set up beta flight. And, I, and I, think, I think a lot of people would argue it's more than that. With KISS, you literally set it up, you plug it together, you fire it up, and away it goes. The, the return to home, is that – just a quick question for me. Does that return to home, if it's on a multi-rotor, fly it back and then land and disarm it? Or is it like beta flights where it just flies it back and kind of hovers around there? Uh, it it the moment, doesn't hover, Lee. It just crashes. No, well, I was, I was, I was being generous. Well, uh, the moment it just comes back and hovers, uh, hovers uh, above, uh, and you're supposed to turn off RTH and land it yourself. I didn't do landing logic yet, but okay. uh, there is uh, one problem. I really am fighting with myself. I don't want to put quads down with spin props. I don't. Because you don't know, it's only relies on GPS and altitude on GPS. Not that great on all GPSs, but it works with all the tricks I do. Uh, but you know, go slowly down around you with props spinning with these grass mowers. Not really a good idea. Mm. So I thinking, it, or there will be a chance to take over. That's his preferred method. So it comes back, take over, and you land at loss. Or it will uh, hover until uh, leap alarm, um, well, triggered, and then it will disarm or just fall down and go to normal failsafe procedure. But uh, I didn't decide it yet. So at the moment, it just hovers above, so you can do whatever you want. But To be fair, if it come back and then just fell in front of me, I wouldn't mind. Better than, <laughs> better than well, going looking for it, isn't it? It will fall down eventually, you know. It yeah. will never hang forever. So no, I'd much prefer that to be to be than go looking trudging across wherever looking for a quad that's gone. That's problem already taken care of. <laughs> and you've managed to do that functionality just on the GPS, so it doesn't need a compass as well. No, 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 I don't use GPS. It's it's similar to what Beta Flight Rescue does. So they also rely on minimum of sensor. Well, minimum, it's just GPS. I do only GPS. Uh, honestly, I don't have any means to connect uh, Compass to, to KISS. It would be uh, not simple. So that's kind of not in sync with the project. There is one way to use Compass uh, from with TBS, uh, GPS book. But uh, I didn't implement it yet. Mm. I'd like to ask, is it the ESCs that make KISS great or is it the flight controller or is it the programming? Which one of them three? All of them. Or all together? (laughs) All together. Is it all together? It's the Triforce. (laughs) Because I've seen people like, I fly KISS 
FC um, and then different um, ESEs and they love the, you know, and I'm like, well, I like it all together and it just flies so good all together. Well, but people do split it sometimes. The thing is, uh, yeah, some people don't like KISS ESCs and they're trying to use it with KISS flight controller, um, most likely because they used to and because the price is, uh, is higher for KISS components. Well, uh, original KISS ESCs were made in Europe. So of course, the quality was quite better than China stuff. Uh, I'm talking about 24, 32 amps uh, from Flyduino. And, uh, well, there is, it works. Well, you're missing some some nice cherries on top, like uh, telemetry, mm. like uh, the short commands, like uh, flashing your ACs uh, through through kiss. So it will well, it doesn't work with Betaflight or with uh, Bill Helis because of the technical uh, limitations. And uh, that's it. Well, people fly with uh, Bill Helis. That that's fine. Yeah. How did you it get just, involved with this? Sorry? How did you get involved with this? Have you always been writing it or? No, 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 no. Well, uh, it was very simple. Uh, I think three, three and a half years ago when the case was released, I was very, uh, very much Betaflight user. I actually did some even contributions to Betaflight project at the time. Um, I bought my first kiss. I bought it on the quad. It was Allen, uh, LN five inch. I flown it, and I never touched Betaflight, uh, Betaflight again. <laughs> <laughs> and this this is my first encounter with uh, with Kiss. And uh, uh, well, if I like something, I start to contribute into the project, and you know, jump some ideas. And uh, uh, I was looking for ways to uh, to log uh, flight telemetry because, well. I worked on Betaflight with uh, Nicholas Sherlock, the, the guy who made uh, Black Box. And I wanted to have something for KISS like this. And But there was no access to source code. And uh, I started to just log telemetry stream. And uh, the guy, uh, Norbert Machinek, who was working in the KISS uh, racing team uh, manager at that time, he approached me and said, like, well, you're doing great stuff. Do you want to see the you know magic sauce? The, the, are you kidding? <laughs> of course. You know how the sausage is made. Well, I jumped on, on the train just blindly and started just punching code. At that time, Kiss was like one page of GUI and uh, Beeper was doing like beep. <laughs> it was, was really dramatic, but was flying well. Well, with some mid, mid uh, flight oscillations, but uh, who cares? The responsiveness was great. So uh, I started to, uh, well, basically contribute on the project and writing some code and uh, start to do GUI, extend GUI, basically everything what you see uh, in the GUI after first page, it was, well, it was my stuff I did. And well, then I was started doing for more and deeper and deeper and um, some flying code, some filters and uh, yeah, here we go. I must say it does fly lovely for um I fly it for freestyle, but I do fly um beta flight for racing. Just find the two I can't race with KISS, so I have to race beta flight. Oh. Not that I've done much racing the last year, but it just feels completely different to me. Like KISS for me is 
locked in freestyle just feels really nice. And beta flight just feels a bit looser and just a bit more, I don't know. It, they're two different things for me. And that's how I fly both. Well, it's a matter of choice. It's nice to have options, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, it, I, I, I know, you know, Heiko, Heiko of Heiko, uh, he's a really fanatic uh, kiss racer. So okay. he's racing like there's no tomorrow on the, only on kiss. For some reason, he prefers kiss, kiss feel on the racing. So. Yeah, there is some out there. There is some out there. I've met some kiss guys who like race kiss and that's it. But for me, it's just just different. Just I don't know the the locked inness of Kiss when you're freestyling, whereas the beta flight it just feels different. It's a lot different, and that's just the way I do it. But that's just personal preference. I have no idea. I wouldn't. I'd never race because uh, I really never fly beta flight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never, never, never race. Never had a you know urge to you know crash all the time. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's basically, I just do it for just uh, pleasure. So what about uh, KISS and DJI? Wasn't that one of your questions, Tony? It was, you not getting yes, uh, your, your OSD I, through? Yes, I'm not at the moment and wondering when will it be out and will it be easy because I think someone's done it, but it's like open Chrome, do something, go backwards. Uh, I don't know. There's just nothing out there. That's the problem with KISS. There's nothing out there showing you what, what? to do. Cause, no. Well, not uh, seen I, it, not found it, not seen it. But I've only had Tony has uh, HD for like two days. So. <laughs> well, to be fair, well, Tony doesn't know how to work a computer either. And so if I it was don't know what is in it. here in front of me. This is what Tony, as a user, is. <laughs> well, if you don't know where it is, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Uh, I think I released Kiss first Kiss uh, uh, DJI support day after I got the goggles. Uh, first version with, with just voltage and alarm voltage alarm that goes red. Now you have uh, well, I finished the firmware for uh, uh, DJI support. It supports pretty much uh, all sensors that's available to me. Uh, it supports Kiss messaging. Uh, that's a new thing I did uh, in 45 uh, firmwares. I will probably tell you later on about it. Uh, you can select uh, seven layouts. I didn't. I, I didn't want to do a very fancy editor because it's quite complex. You need to move things around. It's just presets. Um, I assembled all information about from from a lot of people how they want it and ended up with seven presets. Maybe I will make more. Uh, you have GPS data, you have uh, home pointer. Actually, home pointer was supported before Betaflight. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it supports uh, LQ on uh, uh, Crossfire and virtual LQ on other receivers. That's also what uh, Betaflight is uh, having. I need this in my life. Where can I find it? Is there any videos uh, to show me what to do? What? Well, you don't need to do anything. You just connect it uh, to serial port. You select serial port as MSP, and this is it. Um, Tony, uh, the serial port isn't like a socket on the wall. <laughs> oh. It's <laughs> like socket with six, six pins on it. Uh. <laughs> mm. Tony, cool, just make so sure Danny heard this so he can do it for you. In, in I think he's away. in the chat, so uh, if not, I'll be driving to Brighton. 
<laughs> any chance of IBUS, IBUS support for KISS? IBUS you support. know, the voice the guy, IBUS. What the heck is, is this? It, uh, it, uh, you know, the FSI, FSI six, guys version of S bus, sort of, yeah, <sighs> um, which is apparently faster. Oh, faster. crossfire is faster, crossfire uh, is the fastest, yeah, it's faster, but uh, uh, well, I don't have any fly sky and I don't have any t- intention to implement it because I don't really use it. I'm sorry. Well, if somebody so that's, uh, that's a hard no then <laughs> at the moment well, I what is iBus kind of gives it away somebody just sent me a DJI goggles and well I thought well that's a nice present I gotta hook it up uh, so I just made the firmware for it to work so Fly Sky like, I have no idea uh, same, same with, uh, with Grapnor so they approached me and say can you make a kind of a Lua editor for us uh, they also sent me some some radios and yeah, well, mm. two days later it was done. Uh, wow, this is this is pretty much how it works. So if I got interested in something and implemented, uh, I like mm-hmm. it to work. But yeah, the, it does. Fly sky. Oh, someone sent him a fly sky gear and it worked. <laughs> two days um, later. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. p- p- people were worried about Kiss uh, probably three. Well, was it three years ago, Jack, that you were flying and always catching ESEs alight? That was a very long time ago. That yeah, there was. I was going to say it was like four. Uh, no, probably was, were they twenty amp? I think no, it was eighteen amp ESEs. It was the eighteens. Yeah, yeah. I had. I bought like twenty four of them. <laughs> and I, I bought just liter a uh, liter of IPA. It was you know brushing all the balls out and cleaning it up like on the videos, and I was uh, well, I was burning, I think half of them. <laughs> yeah, I used to when I first flew. I used to flew a couple and hit a branch and it would burn out, fall on the floor, and that was it. Eight bit CPUs, eight bit of slow CPUs. What could they do? Yeah, yeah. it was back in the day. Admittedly, it was. Four years ago, or whatever now, there's so yeah, much improvement. It was quite a hype. Uh, there was a nice video from Novak flying in the, the sunset in the garden, showing responsiveness of keys, and oh, that was so nice. I got hooked. <laughs> well, they yeah, felt really nice. They 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 really were, you know, like totally different. It was, um, it reminded me of, uh, what was it called again? The mm. ah, I've forgotten. I've totally forgotten. Multi Wii, um, flight controllers. It kind of felt like that, like the sort of rates. It felt really nice. Um, and you know, I just kind of got along, you know, got along with them. But yeah, they were like little firecrackers. They would just go all the time. <laughs> yeah. I ran into like one person, I was like, yeah, man, you, uh, uh, some sort of event or something, you had like a little mini, like three or four inch quad, I was like, oh, you get, get on all right with them. And he was like, well, as long as it's tuned properly, they don't explode. And I was like, okay. He says without current limits, yeah. Didn't, didn't have any problems with the Kiss twenty four amps and the 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 Kiss uh, V one flight controller. The um, the accelerometer ended up going. I think eventually it just took too many hits. 
I'd get this spin Your of specific death. one. Is that what we're yeah. talking about there, Jack? Yeah. Well, I had two of them go in the end. Uh, so. That could be your flying, though. <laughs> what, crashing or that, crushing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. Oh. Tony, do you uh, like what? What do you run that's Kiss at the moment? Like which uh, of your quads? An alien and a reverb. One's V one and one's V two, and you can definitely tell the difference between V one and V two. V two is so much better. Oh yeah, I love I love I, love, I just love flying the V two. It's just just feels brilliant. But I'm too scared to up do any update in it feels if 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 i do this update and get me on screen display is it going to be the same quad that's what i'm worried about i never mm. upgrade anything when it flies nice yeah it can't be Dangerous. this quad way from it but uh it's better what um what are we on now because i've got 1.3 rc 40d that's the last one i've got uh 1345f i'm busy with Oh, I plugged wow. mine into my uh, into my mate's laptop and it didn't register on anything. It's like <laughs> there was a, there was a st- um, we, stone we, we, as soon as you say up. I plug something into a laptop, we don't trust what you're doing. You could be doing anything. <laughs> it could be an actor sketch for all we know. Should I just go? In with the GUI, you plug in and it just takes ages. Laptop. Oh, what are you there? <laughs> 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 this is a kiss laptop, huh? Any, any, any. Uh, XT60 doesn't count, Tony. That that is uh, one of my questions. For for a while, I know that Kiss was sort of not uh, OSD friendly, and you had to put another board in and stuff. I take it that's all changed now, is it? On the V2 boards, there's just is there an OSD now that you can? No, no, it does not. So no. you still have to do extra no. boards and stuff. Yeah, why well, not? We want well, uh, there is some work at uh, FedTech uh, that includes OSD. I think it's not a big secret, so uh, it will be released quite soon. So you'll have flight controller case based uh, with uh, OSD. Uh, there is very nice OSD. I really like it from Alexander Wolf, friend of mine. Uh, well, we work a lot together to you know to improve communication, share ideas, and. Uh, I really like to work with that guy. Uh, there was a guy who is implementing something for multi-view SD. I had contact last week. And he asked what was changing the protocol, and he implemented like two hours later. Like, whoa, that's nice. Kiss messaging on multi-view SD. Uh, uh, DJI has OSD out of the box without nothing, just plug and play. Uh, I did support for TBS EVA. VTX with OSD out of the box, nothing, nothing needed on hardware, uh, hardware side. Uh, there, there are plenty of options, but some people, I, I don't like OSD, uh, honestly. I just have a voice alarm on Tarani saying when the Mach is done. So uh, that's pretty much what I need. What else mm-hmm. do you need it for? Oh. That was I, I, I like to see stuff. You turn I'll that in. I do. I do like to see, I like to see my well. RSSI. I like to see my timer. I like to see my voltage. Uh, yeah, you can get them in telemetry. So that's the way it works. You, you say there's this thing called Kiss Talk. Presumably, there's this protocol, and you can talk back and forth to devices, and, and they display OSDs and, and stuff like that. Is that? There's more than one protocol that talks to OSDs. Uh, DJI use MSP protocol. 
Uh, for example, it's old, old, old MultiV protocol. I implemented it uh, from scratch, so I cannot use source code from open source projects. So I need to write everything from freaking scratch. So that's an uh, interesting yeah. concept. Uh, and uh, there is a special protocol for KISS that's used to communicate with OSD. And uh, yeah, well, it didn't change since version 1.2. Uh, and it's just uh, growing with uh, more commands and more support stuff. And yeah, different uh, techniques we use now uh, with uh, Alex Wolf. So way, way, way nicer. Actually helps. Uh, we optimize the protocol so it helps to get GPS data from OSD to KISS for RTH. So uh, that was all all about. I suppose one, one could accuse you of not keeping it super simple if you have to put an external sort of board on for an OSD, but I suppose you could equally argue that it's much more simple not to have an OSD. Well, yeah, you also need battery and motor, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> if you want to fly. Never that simple, is it? Not with a cord. I don't have a I don't know. Just just put uh PDB with OSD on it. You still need to feed power to your ESCs, it's convenient. And uh, otherwise it will make just FC bigger and uh more expensive and uh, until recent we didn't have much of the uh alternative than uh, Max chip, which is huge power hungry it gets hot all the time and uh, uh, that's why um, it was never on kiss actually actually i'm lying i have one kiss board with osd one of a kind prototype uh it actually has osd on it it has vtx on it it has four ESCs, so it's basically all quad in one board and uh, and or no, it didn't work out, and I have just one prototype left. Uh, <laughs> it melted after a couple. No, 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 no. It still works actually. It's 18 amps. It's not much, but uh, well, but it gets really hot with VTX on it. Mm. I bet. Oh, uh, Mark, he's got a question. It's not kiss based. I'm gonna go flash my uh, spare quad. Hang on. Um, he asks. Um, can you say something about the new A APAC APK on Android phone Betafly? What are the difference between that and Speedy B? So that sounds sounds like a painless question. I've not played with the APK stuff on Android. I've done stuff for Speedy B. So what what that is for people who don't know what that is talking about is rather than have the Betafly configurator on your computer and then plug it into your uh, machine via a USB cable, you can either use an on-the-go or there's a little speedy B adapter that you can kind mm. of uh, power and plug in and connect over Bluetooth. And it gives you kind of a, a beta flight configurator light on your phone. It's handy at the field if you want to bugger about and maybe, you know, you don't use um, an on-screen display. Um, then you want to change the settings, change the way things out now, like your flight modes are assigned. You can do it all on your phone. I've not used the beta flight one yet, though. Um, but it's nice, you know, to go back to what uh, we were talking about before. It's nice to have different choices, but I'll probably give it a go and see what it's like. I, I actually, at the moment, I'm taking a little tablet PC to the field to do things with iNav, uh, to change things like level alignments and stuff on some of the planes I'm building. And it, although it works, it's just blooming cumbersome to have a yeah. have a tablet and a cable and trying to figure all that stuff out in the middle of a field. It's not the place to do it. Whipping out the phone and doing it Bluetooth would be a lot nicer. 
Mm. Well, you need hardware to connect to Bluetooth, so that's why you have SpeedyB uh, dongle. So it's basically USB host converted to Bluetooth serial. Yeah, the, those guys though they did a number of flight controllers that had the Bluetooth built in, which was quite smart. So you could you didn't actually need the dongle, which was quite cute. Uh, but to be honest, I'm not a big fan of having lots of um, RF signals on a model yeah. that you don't need. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, there's one problem. If it is on the, if you have Bluetooth on the board, you need to power quad with the LiPo, and uh, it, for, it definitely will not go, not work on Kiss because we uh, disable a lot of features that can be changed, uh, that cannot be changed uh, while LiPo is attached. It's just dangerous, and we don't do that. Makes sense. Yep. Uh, I had this uh, this problem. I had to uh, had to go to the field to tune, you know, uh, to test firmwares, and uh, I got fed up bringing my laptop. And you sit in the Google, and you have uh, Apple laptop in the back next to you, and well, neighborhood can be dodgy. So I I think what it was it was last year. I think last summer, I thought, well, I want to build something small that can do pretty much everything with Kiss. So I built myself this thing. Very simple, keychain key configurator for KISS. That's, I, I uh, heard years ago. No, I built it a year ago, so you can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I did a video on it, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was. it was one of the first, I think. It's a cute little idea, I must admit. It does make it a lot easier. Well, it's... it's uh, grew uh, actually from just keys and uh, then i thought well why the hell i cannot configure t- tbs products so i can configure tbs products over the air just connected by usb it's, it was made mostly for people with micro micro receivers and uh, without law and uh, that then- was it that was i remember now because it actually supports the the whole uh, inbuilt directory structure of the kiss of the yeah. um tbs stuff and everything doesn't it yeah it does. Uh, and then I thought, well, why don't we configure FedTech over one wire? So they have nice uh, GUI for FedTech. I thought, well, it's too much. But put it in this little device. So you also can do FedTech cases with it. <laughs> and cases, of course. And, uh, wow, plenty of things. Actually, you can put Bluetooth module in it, and you will have same thing like SpeedyB dongle does. So you can use it if, even with better flight with, uh, with a bridge from USB to serial. Well, quite a lot. It's about 25,000 lines of code in the thing. Wow. (laughs) This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. So Alex, how did you get into uh, flying and FPV? What was your story there? How did you discover it all? Oh, it was a long time ago, actually. The thing is, uh, I was doing a lot of modeling when I was a kid. Uh, I did planes, uh, mostly planes and uh, cord models and this kind of thing. And uh, I always wanted to, to have a heli. So I wanted to fly helis. And it was quite expensive for, for a kid in Russia to do that. And uh, especially if you have to crash it and 
many times. Uh, and then that idea quite died on me. So until I was like 30, 37, then I saw first, uh, first multicopters was like a, a parrot drone or something. And I thought, oh, look, it's like, it's almost like a heli, but with a lot of propellers. And uh, my wife bought me one for for birthday. Oh, well, it lasted about a week. Uh, then it was converted to fly with spectrum radio because the range was, was kind of sucks. So uh, I put a hack on it to run it from normal receiver. And uh, that was fun. And then I saw, uh, uh, well, I wanted to do something uh, bigger. So it was flame wheel. I think everyone had it at, at any <laughs> time. Uh, yeah. After flame wheel was uh, Tarot. My monster machine was like three kilogram quad. Oh, it's just a hexa. And then Mr. Blackout enters the scene. Ah, uh, Yes. Yeah, I was uh, I was in the first batch of uh, blackout quad. Hey, doggy. And uh, yeah, well, it was fun. I still have somewhere my first flight video with Simon K. She's oh man, that was fast, really fast. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that was then was another blackout. Then was well, probably aliens. Yeah, the after blackout was alien. Uh, I think I have six or seven uh, now, uh, different kind of... Uh, they're pretty rare. Yeah. Hmm? Uh, they're pretty rare. I feel like dinosaur flying them. <laughs> and, well, that's that's how it goes. So you getting new things, you flying it, you enjoying it, you getting more, you, yeah, it's, you know how it works. I remember seeing the blackout quad flying across the... Across a lot of woods and back yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the lights in it, like Star Wars. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a famous video. Yeah, good video. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Metal Danny was was also doing quite crazy stuff in the woods. Yeah, yeah, he was doing stuff in the woods. It was good. Can I can I ask you about your your wings in the background? I see you got like an S eight hundred and a Drac and everything. Uh, I have currently a Mini Talon for long range. It's on this wall. Uh, there's mini drag. There's uh, S800 indeed modified. Uh, I have none. None of drag needs to be built. I have Krakiak for loss uh, loss training. Uh, well, kind of loss. Nice in the park. Yeah. Flies low and acrobatic. And what else? No, I think that's it. I had Caparini too. I sold it. I didn't like it. Like <laughs> heavy. Uh, well. Honestly, mini drug uh, and for fast flying and uh, mini talon for like ten kilometers flying. That's that's my uh, my favorite mm. one. Mm. It's oh, yeah. it started uh, like two years ago. I would uh, when I was not doing kiss, I was you know off the scene for a year. And I uh, want to uh, catch a little bit more adrenaline, so I thought, well, let's let's build some wings. Uh, it's great, uh, and this, yeah, it helps. So we got twenty minutes left. Something, Pingus, uh, are you doing admin? Are you able to chat? <laughs> I am. No, no, I'm listening intently. I was, okay. I was just gonna, before we move on. I was just going to quickly ask 
what flight controller software do you use on your wings? Ha, Victor. Yeah. Uh, what do you use? Victor. Eagle oh, Vector. Oh, Vector. Oh, yeah, I've got one in my uh, Mini Talent. It, it yeah. is a great system. Uh, it's quite yeah, expensive, but it's lovely. Oh, yes, it is expensive. But I had yeah. a very nice deal on Hobby King. I think uh, once they scrubbed the prices and it was like 40 euro for, for flight controller, I think uh, I, I, made, I made an order and it, I, by mistake, clicked it three times. And uh, so I got like three flight controllers for press of one. I said, okay, let's build more wings. Um, uh, speaking of OSD, I think it's the uh, best analog OSD I've ever seen. So I love it. Yeah. It's with colors. That's something I meant to ask Lee, actually. I noticed, uh, Lee, in your, on your Instagram, you were showing some new uh, plane flight controllers. So instead of iNav, it's back to the more traditional here is an, uh, a flight controller and you just plug everything in there and it just does its thing. Is, is, have you tested yet? Is it any good? Uh, currently working through it because the manual is one of those classic one side of A4 and what <laughs> they do is they try and consolidate two hours work into one piece of paper. So uh, currently working through that. But I, the reason for it, and it's kind of picking up on, on the kind of the whole theme of this, uh, which is about keeping it simple. And I know lots of pilots that I talk to would love to put a flight controller in a fixed wing. They don't want, they want more than a stabilizer, and it's usually the one return to home in case something horrible goes wrong, and they want some kind of simple on-screen display if they do an FPV. And they kind of they don't want to go the full INAV RD plane vector route. You know, they don't want to spend hundreds of pounds and spend 45 minutes just soldering pins on. They just want something that everything plugs into. And I've been thinking, blind, there must be something around. Because you remember Furious FPV did a, an F-35 Lightning flight controller, mm-hmm. and all the pins were on it, and it came with a GPS and an airspeed sensor, and it was a little pack, and it was kind of like, although you had to do the iNavi stuff, you just yeah. plugged it all together. Um, and for many pilots, the idea of you get all these disparate parts, you order them all from different places, and they arrive, and you start crimping and soldering, just, and that's <laughs> without starting the computer and downloading software. They're just like, no, I'm out. So I've been looking for simple flight controllers that are plug and play, and uh, it looks like lots of them. So you remember that I did a load of videos on the co-pilot from ZOHD. That's kind of a stabilizer with a return to home function is really what it is. Um, whereas this thing uh, from Daytech, I think it is, or Datum, um, it, they got in touch and said, we've created this thing, and it's a stabilizer. So it's kind of like the co-pilot but it's what everyone wants next in the co-pilot. So it's got an FPV on-screen display, uh, return to home, more flight modes, a little bit more customization. But it comes with all the pins attached, hallelujah, and you just plug everything in. In fact, I emailed Furious FPV today. Somebody came on to me and and said um, that there was a rumor that they were going to do an updated version of the F-35 because it was an F-3-based flight controller. Um, if they did like an F-75 and it was an F-7 base, that would honestly, they'd sell so many because uh, loads of people out there just would love to do the return to home stuff. My mate, actually, we were we were um, playing with his playing funny story from last week. I'm not sure if I, I managed to cover it. He, I, I built him a, um, a Nano Talon, I think it was actually. We put iNav in it with an FPV system. And I was teaching him about return to home because he loves playing with return to home, but the little panic button 
he has this little brain fart when he actually needs to flick it and he forgets about it. And by the time he remembers he's got a return to home button, it's all over. Oh. So we, we were doing circuits and I was going, you know, you know, when you did your driving, uh, driving test and, and the guy had his book, well, probably don't, doesn't anymore now, right? And he, and he kind of goes, when I hit the dash, I'd like you to do an emergency stop. And he goes, like that. And he had to break and try and get him to nut the dash. Well, I was doing the same thing. was like, I'd shout and go, return to home! And he'd have to find the switch. Anyway, long, sto- <laughs> long story short, we did it five times, and he's starting to get very relaxed with this whole thing. Um, and unfortunately, the battery that we put in, when, I, when, I, when he gave it to me for this little flight that was only going to be five minutes, um, was a bit it was all puffed up and a bit knackered. So I said, are you sure about using it? Have you not got any other ones? Oh no, I'm not getting any others. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We're only going to fly five minutes. And um, after 12 minutes, this battery just kind of went, no, I'm out. So, so this plane, and of course it was over the farthest field and this plane <laughs> just started to sink. He hit the return to home. I now kind of said, okay, I'll fly it back and said, okay, let's, let's have more power. And it went, and it, and, it, and, and when we went to look for it, uh, hopefully the farmer isn't listening. But uh, but his potato crop is about four foot high. But there was this lovely line <laughs> through that, went, that just cut the top off all this stuff. It was brilliant. But yeah. um, so 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 going back to your question, you know, for the, for people like him who wants an on-screen display but doesn't want to come round to my house for four hours while I solder everything up and set it up, to be able to plug it together would be great. So I'm really excited about seeing how this thing works. But it's not expensive either. It's, it's relatively cheap. That, that is good news because they, they used to be quite popular and there was development. I've still got a couple of Storm OSDs. There's the, the Vector. There's uh, another one from somebody else but it seemed like as soon as inav took off that that all sort of went out the window but yeah I, I still think there's very much a place for it just literally a little box it has plugs for your servos and uh, you just plug it in and go i like that idea yeah i i, I mean the co-pilot's been really successful i speak to zohd last week about it and it's just it has exceeded all their expectations um what i would love them to do is bring out a, a, like a because it's always been interestingly it was called the zohd co-pilot light which kind of intimates that there's a full size one, right? But um, I'm hoping, yeah, like the pro or the or the yeah or the gold edition. Um, but I'm hoping to do because that stuff actually works really well. But uh, but no, it'd be good. But I've got I've have got a question for Andrew while we're we're mm-hmm. kind of off subject for a minute. Um, <laughs> sorry, Andrew slash Frank. Of course, I'm on I'm on LDO. I have to use his. Yeah. God, title thank you very much that's andrew andrew slash frank um it sounds like an instruction doesn't it yeah. um, so you sent me a little message the other day and i want to pick your brains about this because mm-hmm. i'm a bit sad all about uh because last week we talked about this and said there was going to be an update about what was going on with the uk legislation mm-hmm. and and whether or not we were going to get an extension Yes. And it looks like we might not have. What's what's going on and what does it mean that you have to do if you want to fly legally from, from whenever? Yeah. So, so I'm going to take a big swig of beer while I talk about this because I'm very, very wise. Uh, now is a good time to have something large and strong to hand. So uh, the exemption for the members of the Model Flying Associations in the UK. So we had an exemption 
from the new rules that came in technically last November, we had an exemption through till July, and then because the world ended, it got delayed. Even uh, now. A lot of it got delayed even further back to uh, November, and then now it's been delayed back to end of December, although we'll get to that when it comes to it. Um, but there was a, a couple of clauses that were separate from everything else. Um, so most of it is to do with EU implementations and don't worry about it. Most of it is in one big lump of rules. And so that's coming in at the end of December. Then there's two clauses that weren't covered by that. And there was meetings uh, end of last week over the weekend. And so remember that the exemption ran out on Monday. They released an exemption for one of them on Monday, which is to say, if you've done the test uh, that you know, if you've done any of the uh, BMFA A certs, B certs, the online tests that the BMFA do, the online tests that FPV UK do, or any of the other associations, if you've done those tests, you don't have to do the CAA's online test. So that's okay. that, that's, but, that's one a, that, but that still stands. That's what we thought it was going to be, right? Yeah. So that 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 makes sense. But and on Monday they went, oh yeah. Here you go. You we'll, we'll honour that for at least until the end of the year, um, whether they will or not. After them. that, yes. Uh, but anyway, so there's this one last clause, uh, which is to say that uh, you need to have your operator ID uh, on your aircraft before you fly it. And Ooh. I hope they can that, read it at seventy miles an hour because that's, that's <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be flying. Uh, and that that clause, there was there was toing and froing, and you know they they released an exemption on Tuesday, so the day after the old one expired, they released a new exemption to say if you haven't got your ID yet because you applied for it after the June the fifteenth, then we'll give you three months three months leeway while you're waiting for your operator ID to turn up because they're too busy moving Excel spreadsheets around. Um, and so there's, there's, there's three months. If you pay them your nine pounds now, you, you get three months to extra so, to not put your operator ID I've on. I've not done the test, but I have an operator ID. What do I do? So to comply with the rules, if you got your operator ID or you applied for your operator ID before the 15th of June 2020, then you need to put your operator ID on anything before you fly it with a minimum uh, size of three millimeter text height or eight and a half points uh, in old typey numbers. Um, Can I burn it on my face? That's not unless not your face is attached to your quad. Yeah, it's got to be on the main. Okay, it's got to be on every single drone, not just the. We can, can we just put them flying? Because it needs to be on the main structure of what's flying, and it needs to be minimum three millimeters, and it needs to be accessible without specialist knowledge or tools. Okay. So just tools. stick them on your batteries, Tony. As the answer yeah. to that, one. And it needs to be on the main. It has to be on structure. the main. 
Can't oh, be on the batteries. But that's part of the main structure when it's on there. Well, if, well, if your batteries are an integral structural component, then you can have it on your batteries. Oh, we well, have they to don't fly very we well without them. them. <laughs> the, the, what makes me laugh here is that, you know, the whole weight category and the weight they consider the battery a, a part of the quad, but then when it comes to doing this stuff, then it's not. It just seems to Something be one not. of those kind of... Because yeah. putting it on the batteries will be so much easier. I so mean, the so, so just to, just so I'm clear here, right? Just so I know what what to tell people or um, anybody that comes up to annoy me when I'm flying. So if you have already registered, paid your nine pounds, got your whatever search from whoever, got your operator ID. As of now, mm-hmm. you should put it should be on your model in three millimeter or higher on somewhere that you can get to without specialized tools and isn't the battery. If you have applied after whenever it was, 15th of May, was it, you said? 15th of June. 15th of June, and your operator ID hasn't yet come through, you have an exemption in in operation where uh, you can still fly. So Uh, so, so that you would need to have your the bit of paper or or on your phone or whatever with the exemption, with the, the proof that you've, applied for it and the uh cert and this is just for over 250 grams still until the end of the year under 250 grams is exempt also flying is indoors is going to be exempt for as far as we can see at the moment something to be aware of but not to worry about at the moment is if it's got a camera on in 2021 then it will no longer be exempt even if it's under 250 grams just so you know hell this heli is well under 250 grams with a battery so you know what i might be sticking an fpv kit on and flying this instead (laughs) oh i'll tell you what i am so i am so gutted that we haven't got an extension for this because i was really hoping that it would just to be honest we've got so many other things to worry about as a country and penalising this small group of people, the vast majority of which are not in the dickhead crowd. Even the CAA have got bigger things to be worrying about at the moment with trying to not have all the UK's aviation industry go bust. um, In a car park, yeah. uh, Air traffic control at this point in time, uh, trying to work out who's actually uh, pilot licenses are still valid because they haven't got the hours in over the past few months because they haven't been able to oh, of course they haven't been able to maintain yes some pretty major things to worry about uh so this is probably why all this was done on literally the last day that it could be worried about um so yeah uh, the the other thing is uh i have it on good authority that the, since last november when this whole thing was all set up They've had a grand total of 10 inquiries by police looking up uh, operator IDs. So, uh, for so five- how, just, re- just remind you, how much did this system cost again, Andrew, allegedly, based on the last reports? It was £5 million has been spent on it. <laughs> so, wow. so each inquiry cost the British taxpayer about half a million quid. Is that what yeah. we're saying? That's, what that's a fantastic what waste of money that was. Well, so didn't they return to quads? <laughs> I think yeah, I'm putting my postcode on as well. <laughs> Still your property. Yeah, but it's you know that's that's ten years of a police inspector's salary uh, per inquiry there. So that's mental. 
Okay. That is mental. Well, look, that, thank you for keeping us all abreast with it. I, I, know, I know you get a lot of flack when, pe- when you talk to people about this because it, it, is, it is like, you know, it's finding not out Frank's that- fault. It's Sorry not Frank's fault at all. Yeah. Don't don't take it out on Frank. Don't He's blame just the messenger. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the right thing. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying this is what is happening. So you can make your right. own decisions as to what you follow. Yeah. Mm. But but at least we're aware of what uh, it, uh, the legal position is and what we should be doing, and then and then we can just do whatever we you know want and take the consequences. It just it just feels really draconian and silly uh, particularly when you know that poor couple that got messed about with Gatwick I know oh, yeah. they only got 50 well, grand of poor the, anymore, the 250 well uh, to be to be honest I mean they only got 50 grand out of that 200 didn't they the, well, it's um, like the, the lo- 50 grand the lo- I don't think anyone would but um, but it's a lot less than 200 that, that everyone was talking about I mean your name yeah. on the 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 newspapers being like you've done it and then have the police raid find all sorts of things in your house right <laughs> well, be less scary than your house especially in that drawer to your right <laughs> i don't know i've i've seen various firearms on your walls tony <laughs> we're live frank <laughs> <laughs> has he got to put his operator id on them as well there's one really funny comment and, and that a drone race has written um i don't know if you want to flash it up uh, register we can register like the pakistani airline pilots have which uh, i think is one of my favorite comment of the entire evening that's fantastic i'm not familiar with it can you explain <laughs> so uh, uh, the last i heard there was an allegation that about half of the pakistani airline pilots actually didn't have um they weren't certified to be pilots oh. they, basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> they paid Brilliant. someone to do the yeah. test for them. My online test for me. Yeah, man. <laughs> we wouldn't do anything like that, would we? Here on LDO. No, no. Well, to be fair, we were talking about that, Tony. When there was talk of having to do some kind of line of sight test, weren't we? We, we were trying to figure out who was going to do that one for you. Of someone, NJ actually reached out and said. Come up and I'll teach you how to fly the line of sight. And I'm, yeah, well, if it comes to it, I'll be there, mate. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> they are in touch with uh, Eric Leku, um of uh, Rotor Racing fame um, about doing a new specially targeted uh, part of the achievement scheme. So the A sets and B sets and all that kind of thing, specifically for FPV racers. So. There's there's uh, some things going along on that front that I'm sure pick up when people can get out and about a bit more confidently. Yeah, it that, sounds that, just as hard. Nice. It's like you've got the line of sight test, which is going to hurt normal FPVs, or a racing test where you're going to have to do it like a clean circuit, and that's somewhat beyond <laughs> me most of the time as well. It's like oh, I've crashed on no, the I second gate. They tell me to take my bloody goggles off, and I'll be like, no, no. I cannot power loop. No, it's not going to happen. That will be the, the book on the dashboard again. Like, yeah. yeah. FPVs died. Recover. No, that's the bit where Tony yeah. pulls it, pulls his, uh, his hoodie up and says, I'm just going to the toilet. I'll be straight back. And when he comes back, he's got a quiff and has yeah. grown about six inches and suddenly, yeah. and the, you know, and, and, and then does the flight and then goes, right, I'm going back for another wee and then comes back. So all done. 
And one of the rules as well, Tony, would be that you can't sit down whilst flying. You have to stand up. Be like, right, I need another hobby. I don't think I could ever quit FBV, but not sitting down. I need to sit down and fly. I need to feel relaxed, man. What's all this standing up stuff anyway? When you're paying all that attention to each every blade of grass. Oh, the blades of grass and HD are amazing. Yeah, you can actually see the leaves on the on the branches on the trees, mate. I know, can't you? It's, I know. It's bloody brilliant. I left out in the cold in this. Oh, Me and you both. I'm DJ. We're H- the paupers. Do it. It's I'm amazing. amazing. Well, yeah. when we all get together at, at Western uh, in our wellies and we go for a curry, we'll, we'll bring our goggles. Yeah. I'll watch them, man. They'll be full of old. You know, if you were a malware, Jude. I'll bring my wipes, Jack. You'll be all right. Uh, I'm definitely not looking through some DJI goggles because it'll be too expensive. <laughs> you look through them and you're just like, chiching. I'm looking through Andy's with his, his quad just on the ground. That was like, oh, ooh, yeah, I can't. I definitely can't just spectate and um, piggyback on someone else flying because it's not going to go well. Forget it. You're mad. Thank you, um, Alex. Do you want to give a shout out to your um, your Patreon, or like if you know, tell people how to get hold of the new firmware that you write? Uh, sure, if I may. Uh, shout out! I'm extremely grateful, actually, for all the Patreons because well, I don't have many, but uh, I treasure every one of them. And basically what I do now, it's uh, it's because of those guys who are supporting me. Uh, I didn't really want to have Patreon, but they forced me to do that. <laughs> Weird. Uh, yeah, there are all the new firmwares I'm making uh, before they hit uh, public uh, officially. They all go on Patreon. I do their GUIs, I do all the better for RTH, for DDI, for other goodies I make. Uh, mostly supporting questions from, uh, um, sorry about that. Uh, Slight wobble. <laughs> yeah, uh, the house went like that. Trying to answer <laughs> as many questions on Patreon as I can because I feel obliged to help those guys and uh, probably I answer them more than on Facebook. Well, if you feel like uh, supporting me, join. I hope I deliver. And the link is in the description down below. I put it in there. Oh, thank well, you. Fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on and uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, you've been listening to Let's Drone Out. You've been joined by Curry Kitten. Goodbye. My little Tony. Bonjour. Pain the C60. Happy flying. Andrew Stash Frank. Bye. Alex. Yeah. Fly nice. And I've been Jack. No worries. Cool. Thank you very much, guys. Remember, tune in every Thursday. Thank you to our Patreons for your love and support. And hopefully, next week. I can't do it this week. We'll do last week's, last month's bonus pod. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, thank you and good night. Good night. Telemetry lost.